Hey, it's Luke, and you're listening to the Tea Talks Podcast. Once a month, I invite people to come over to my house in Atlanta and have some friends give short talks on anything they find interesting. We sip on tea, eat Pop-Tarts, and cultivate a community of curiosity. These are those talks being recorded live in my living room with my friends. Hope you enjoy. So last night, we were watching Game of Thrones, and Natalie's like, I need to like figure out what I'm going to say. Like, I need all my points. And I was like, why? Like, couldn't we just like talk about stuff? Like, that's so my mentality of just like, like shoot from the hip. And she wanted to have all these points. And so then I was even kind of thinking, you know what's going to be really funny is Natalie's going to have all these points, and then I'm going to surprise her with my counterpoints live. And that will be like a fun little picture of our relationship live in person. But she was like, no, I need to see your points. <laughs> Hey, so I just turned 27 a couple weeks ago, and it's a continuation of the strange tensions found in the 20s terrain many of us are currently traveling. We can go from walking distance to many of our best friends in college to a new city where our busy schedules and distance of living makes forming new relationships seem like a nearly impossible task that moves in slow motion. And then you have the work aspect. In your mid-20s, you're hit with the hard reality that your dream job may not have been as quickly achievable as you once thought. So you can find yourself unsatisfied in the mundane and the monotony of the 9 to 5, wondering what went wrong or how much longer until your dream becomes your reality. And these merely scratch the surface of much of the growing pains of life in your 20s. And these pain points are exactly why I loved having two of my good friends who are in their early 30s give a full talk of tips for your 20s. John and Natalie Singh are a married couple making the most of their learning experiences from the other side of the 20s terrain. And to me personally... They have shown me what life-giving hospitality looks like, as well as how to establish a healthy work, life, and play rhythm. Since they were sharing the mic, this talk went a little bit longer than previous talks, which is why I have it split up into two parts. Oh, and John may be the most well-educated office man I know, which is what led him to title each of the five categories of this talk with an office quote, and I've listed those in the show notes. So, for part one, you'll hear John and Natalie's take on relationships and career. All right, let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Hello. How's it going? Perfect. My name's John. This is my wife, Natalie. Hello. We are excited to bring you a tea talk, a combo tea talk tonight, entitled (laughs) Turning Your Twenties Into Your Twin Tees, which you have to be careful saying that. It's it's a tricky word. Um, But so we were kind of thinking about, like, what could we talk about? And so... Our 20s, we got married when I was... We are not in our 20s We are not in our 20s. Uh, We got married when I was 28, and you were... 24. 24. Mm -hmm. So we're older now. Um, And just kind of thinking about, are there nuggets? Are there wisdom nuggets that we could pass along? So we are... Are there? Yeah. Yeah, there might not be. So you guys guys might find out in a couple slides here, there aren't many nuggets. (laughs) Um, But... We certainly are not experts at anything in life, but we have had some lessons that we figured we've learned some things and we could pass them along. So we have five categories, five basic categories that can be obviously connected to um, marriage and your life as a married person, but just in general, your life as a human being and and in your 20s. So our first topic, uh, there are office quotes. So any of my, my office fans out there should pick up on these. Um, Our first topic is relationships. Um, So talking about relationships. Natalie, what do you got for us? 
So um, I just turned 31 for the record. Woo! And thank you. Thank you. Which it was funny realizing that I turned 21 a decade ago because that is obviously a very memorable birthday. And part of what I remember about my birthday is that Don and I were broken up. Right. We had the one breakup for like nine months. Yeah, we were not dating. Um, but we had just started like talking again. And it was a big question mark of whether he was coming to my 21st birthday celebration. And he did not come. He had his reasons. But I was really like sad and obsessed about it all night. <laughs> so that was my big memory of my 21st. So anyways, that's just a little story before. You'll notice mine tend to be, and shocking if you know personalities, mine are going to tend to be a little bit more serious. So I have to go first and then he gets to be the funny one. So I'm serious too. Good. He's serious some, too. He's serious, serious too. So when I was thinking about wisdom I learned in my 20s about relationships, and this, you know, I thought about it initially with romantic relationships, but it applies broader as well, is that as you develop in maturity, you should be finding that you become harder and harder to offend and that that's a good thing. And um, I just remember when I think about, John and I used to have lots of fights, especially in early um, dating years. We were not one of those couples that never fights. <laughs> we still aren't. Um, but we had all these like petty fights that were just exhausting. I remember being mad at him because he left church without telling, without saying bye to me one day. And I was mad at him because he decided to stay in and play video games with his roommates instead of coming and hanging out with me. So hopefully I'm not the only person in my early 20s that was that that petty but um as we've grown older and matured i think it's just it's it's not just about picking your battles it's truly about picking when to be offended in the first place and um and also not making assumptions about other people so in relationships in general um not you never want to hope or expect people to be just like you or think or process or assume that the way that they're acting um is the way that you would act or or that they should act the way that you would act and um I had a big falling out with a, a girlfriend actually kind of in my mid-20s over something and she did something that was really really hurtful to me and made a decision that was really hurtful to me and at the time, I was judging her actions based on if I had done that action and what it would have meant if I had done that. And she didn't mean what I would have meant by it. I don't know if that's making any sense, but just learning that's that's one really tangible way to learn to not get offended so easily. So there you go. That's my nugget. That is your nugget. Um, my point kind of actually piggybacks off of that, too. Um, I said, get good at arguing. Um, it's funny. On our... On our way over here. So last night we were watching Game of Thrones and Natalie's like, I need to like figure out what I'm going to say. Like I need all my points. And I was like, why? Like, couldn't we just like talk about stuff? Like that's so my mentality of just like, like shoot from the hip. And she wanted to have all these points. And so then I was even kind of thinking, you know, what's going to be really funny is Natalie's going to have all these points and then I'm going to surprise her with my counterpoints live. (laughs) And that will be like a fun little picture of our relationship live in person. But she was like, no, I need to see your points. So I was Don't like, okay, me. that takes all the fun out of it. Um, <laughs> but in, in some of that, like I was just saying, like get good at arguing. Like that was probably something that we did poorly <laughs> when we were dating. But I think we essentially kind of made it a, a focus. And I know I, I definitely wanted to step into helping leading that more is like conflict is going to happen. Like you're going to argue about stuff. You're going to disagree. And you can either let it happen. And just kind of get caught up in it or you can like step into it and try and figure out how to get through it and it's always like one of those things where like we're especially when we were younger we were both pretty stubborn like someone someone that we know who's older than us like remembered like hearing 
<clears throat> about us getting together and like, wow, that's like a cobra and like a scorpion getting together. And I was like, that's not true. And I was like, ah, yeah, it kind of is. Um, but we, whenever we would argue, it's like, who's going to be right? Uh-huh. Like, who's going to come out victorious? And ultimately, like, that doesn't really serve anyone. It kind of feels good in the moment. But then if you're going to be married, then that doesn't serve anyone. Because at the end of the day, I feel like a dick for mm-hmm. being right and making you feel bad or something like that. And so, like, again, like, that's like a marriage thing that we learned, obviously, through uh, that specific relationship. But that's just, like, in general. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably been something that's been helpful for us, too, is as we've gotten good at this between the two of us, that then infiltrates into other yeah. relationships, too. Because, like... I don't know. I just don't feel like we're very conflict averse people. Um, but that's just something that we definitely learned, yeah. you know, through the years. So yeah. point number two. Yes. And I would just add to that. It's just Hit an it. opportunity to grow in intimacy, which is always. So it's like I'm never excited when we're having an argument, but. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I'm never excited when we're having an argument, but I've come to kind of look look forward to what it can produce. Um, of greater intimacy and and I feel that same way in other relationships too not just necessarily a conflict but something hard that you might be going through together um so the next point is career I you know I should have counted how many jobs I had in my 20s before this but if I count my if I count like my early 20s you know like 21 22 I five or six probably um and that doesn't (laughs) (laughs) not counting side hustles um (laughs) And I think I, I didn't, I really, this is the one I don't really have a story for, um, so much other than to say I started, I think my, when I, I think where I was working as a bridal consultant when I was 20 and I had just dropped out of college. So, you know, there you go. So, um, and, and now I really love my job and, um, and I'm back in college that too. So, uh, my career nugget would be, that to do more than is asked of you. Um, I think I had a lot of opportunities in my twenties where I really got to build my job and, and build my job description, which is a privilege. But a lot of that's cause I was doing more than it was asked of me and stuff would always just more stuff would get handed to me. So it's really just a stewardship principle. And I really believe that luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. You've probably heard that before. But I felt like every job I was in was preparing me for the next in some way that I couldn't understand until I had the perspective of being in my next position. So that's what I would say about that. Um, my career nugget would be, and, and I was like thinking through this as like, especially like <laughs> my early 20s, like I worked some of the crappiest jobs <laughs> you could imagine. Um, and I'm lucky enough to be doing something now um, where I get to work from home because that's awesome. Um, but I also am doing something that I love, and that is something that, <clears throat> like, I don't know how old all of you guys are, and I don't know where you guys find yourself on your career path, but I would certainly <clears throat> recommend finding something that you love to do and really pursuing that. Like, I um, have a really good friend of mine, like, super talented, does all sorts of stuff, and he works at his dad's, I don't know, he's never going to hear this, um, <laughs> he works at his dad's, like, I... Yeah. What's yeah. it called? I practice. Like I practice. practice. Yeah. He like manages his yeah. place and he's like making good money, has like good benefits, but like he's just kind of miserable and he's kind of gotten to this point now where it's like, how do I get into like the passion side of my life and how does that make me money? Um, Cause I've just, I've been lucky enough to have kind of stumbled into my career 
but I know for a fact, I, I think it's harder to go backwards. Like when you're at that point in your, your life where you're going, Hey, I'm maybe now I'm married or maybe now whatever. It's hard to go like, you know what? I'm going to not have, uh, you know, insurance and not have this. And I'm going to pursue my passions as mm-hmm. an architect. You're like, Oh wait, that takes 10 more years of school and loan. Like it's harder to go backwards. So if you guys are in like that season of life right now, I'm not saying it's always easy to just drop everything you're doing, but if there is like a window of opportunity to do that, I would certainly recommend doing it. Cause, um, now more than ever with kind of like our, our society kind of shifting to this like freelance contractor, entrepreneur, YouTube star, whatever, like you can make money so many different ways now, but I think it's a lot harder to find that doorway. Like it used to be like, with our parents and stuff like that, it's like you go to this school and you get this degree and then therefore you get this internship and you get this job is very clearly cut. And now it's kind of like, hey, I just kind of stumbled into something, but the opportunities are all there. So that's just kind of something like after my first job out of college, I was working in a place called Daffodils um, and I was making like uh, – like, let's say some little, some girl was going to have like a 16 year old birthday party and her mom wanted to spend like a hundred dollars on these like really cute designer, uh, invites. I was that guy like going like, I know I'll use like the curvy font with like a little flower. Like that was me. And I literally wanted to blow my brains out every single time the sun was out. And, um, thankfully I didn't, but all that to say, yeah, it was a dark time yeah. in my life. Dark I had a turn. crap job. I was getting paid like eight dollars. It was horrible. But now I get to work at home and take video game breaks and do whatever I want. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, John and Natalie. And thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the release of part two, where the Sangs talk about finances, faith, and fun. Also, mark your calendars as Tea Talks April edition will be recorded live on April 16th. So go ahead and invite some friends, and you can grab your tickets in the show notes. But until then, stay curious, friends. Mm-hmm.